Hey everyone, you're listening to Amanda Victoria. I am a licensed esthetician and owner of AV Aesthetics. This is a podcast that I created as an extension of all of that and just a good little documentary kind of journey to my skincare um, and what I stand for and my own personal experiences and sharing really interesting topics with you guys that not only interest me, but I know can be really helpful to other professionals. And even though some of you are listening are not estheticians, a lot of people love to just learn about skin. So again, welcome, and I'm so happy that you guys are here. Um, AV Aesthetics is a skin coaching business that I created, and it uses a natural touch of mentoring and coaching with advanced skincare uh, and skincare treatments to reveal professional results. Um, and again, I'm so happy to have you guys here tonight listening on the episode that is now <laughs> supposed to have been uploaded not only once, but twice in the past. And the first time that this episode was aired um, was actually back when I first started, and it was podcast number five. So that's why this one is going to be labeled number five, um, because at the time, that was a really big topic for me to handle. And due to the fact that my mental health at that time was not where it needed to be, um, I decided not to go through and upload it because I wanted to put a little bit more experience under my belt first and foremost, and then second, be in a better place to talk about this stuff because this is this is pretty heavy stuff. Um, so I was suffering uh, from a lot of skin conditions and it had me anxious, isolated, and depressed. And as time went on, I started to grow better and stronger with the help, honestly, of implementing self-love and self-care into my daily routines. And I found ways to start focusing my attention in other areas. And before you know it, my skin was looking a thousand times better. Now it wasn't perfect and it still is not perfect, but it it's a lot better and I feel a lot better. Um, and that is why I am so excited to talk to you guys tonight about a topic called derma psychology. Um, and I actually never knew that this was an actual term, but I'm super excited that it is because this is <laughs> this is everything. Uh, it's not only the basis of everything that I run my business off of, but also a topic that helped me tremendously in healing when it came to not only my skin, but my own mental health. <clears throat> so let's dive in because this stuff is super interesting. Um, so derma psychology, it's where psychologists are bringing their practice to dermatology and they work together in treating numerous skin conditions and diseases. So there's three main parts to derma psychology. Um, so we'll talk about how our mind affects our skin and how our skin affects mood and how our mood affects our skin. So number one, psychological, how our mind affects our skin. So skin conditions that have 
a physiological basis, but are known to be affected by stress and other emotional factors like acne, hair loss, psoriasis, hives, rosacea, and hypohydrosis, which is perfusive sweating, fall into this category that we're talking about. Uh, cutting the rope between the incredibly unhelpful link between looking good and feeling good is a great place to start when we want to tackle this topic. Because let's, let's break this down. How our mind affects our skin. So I have so many clients that will tell me, oh, my skin would look so much better if I just wasn't so stressed out. Or my skin would look a lot better if I wasn't so sad, you know, or, you know, I just am going through a divorce and my skin is just going crazy. And so last week I uploaded a video that kind of was a little blurb into what I thought about all of that. Um, and it's, like I said, true to an extent. And by the extent, I mean, there's so much more to it than we probably even imagine. And it really has everything to do with how our brain plays this major role in our stress responses. Um, and that that exerts its effect on the skin. And that exerts its stress factors, mainly through the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal gland. Um, that is our fight or flight type of adrenal gland that gives us our stimuli um, to certain situations. So with with this stress also comes the stress of being presentable. You know, it, our definition of being presentable to the public can vary amongst people. And a lot of us are noticing that it's very hard to keep up with, especially the way that our society is portraying what beauty means, quote unquote. And we are increasingly living in an appearance-saturated society. And Professor Nicola Ramsey, um, she's a co-director of the Center for Appearance Research, said that. And she said, by focusing too much attention on appearance, other important attributes such as intelligence, kindness, and determination were seen to be becoming less important. And I think we all know that. I don't think that is, you know, uh, something that we are being shocked at. We have Instagram, we have Facebook, we have Twitter, we have YouTube, we have all sorts of television shows, we have magazines. And all of this has this one stereotype of what beautiful means. And that definition of beauty to them is what keeps us, especially women, on our toes with the latest products, the next best thing, what's going to help me lose weight the fastest, what's going to clear my skin the quickest. And what I was saying in my last podcast is so many times I see on the shelves these boxes that are labeled for acne prone skin, sensitive skin, dry skin, oily skin. And that that is exactly the primus example is how this industry is boxing everyone. And I seriously want to just break all of these walls, these stigmas of what beauty truly means. And I know it sounds really cliche, but it really is internal, you guys. And that's the whole thing. 
the psychology that we're talking about right now, how our mind affects our skin, it is a vicious cycle. So when our mind is stressed out, it affects our skin. When our skin is bad, it affects our mood. It's just a constant turning wheel. And it's my job to break that for you and get you on the right track to what healthy skin is. Because healthy skin is beautiful. I don't think I would find anyone that would disagree. So when we start lacking these attributes such as intelligence, kindness, and determination, we're losing who we are as people, what makes us us. Because if we all had perfect skin, first of all, we would not be different from someone else. And by the way, guys, there's no such thing as perfect skin. And if there is, and if you have seen somebody and you want to give me an example of perfect skin, I promise you, it took a lot more than just a few products to get there. It took self-love, self-care, eating the correct foods, drinking plenty of water, getting enough sleep, wearing sunscreen, figuring out the true source of the problem as to why your skin is doing what it's doing. And that is why I'm here. So let's break a little bit more down into the science of it. So when this response is activated, our stress hormones, such as corticotropin releasing hormone, uh, glucocorticoid, wow, glucocorticoids, and epiphyl, Oh my gosh, I am stumbling over these words. These are hard words, guys. All right, corticotropin releasing hormone, glucocorticoids, and epinephrine are released. There we go. The brain and the nervous system influence the skin's immune cells through various chemical messengers and receptors, which respond to stress. This results in a wide range of physiological and immune reactions that can trigger or exasperate skin conditions. So those are a lot of big words and a lot of intense statements. So with the first one, when this response is activated, stress hormones such as CRH, glucocorticoids, and epinephrine are released. Epinephrine is a certain molecule in our brains that actually control part of our stimulation of emotions. That compared to serotonin and dopamine and all those different types of hormones, every single one has a specific purpose. So when your stress hormones, which are these three main things, are released, your nervous system and your brain are going to influence your immune cells' immunity, which means the way that your cells heal, the way that your cells develop, the way that your cells are turning over, transferring, functioning on a daily basis. So your immune cells, which fight off any bacteria, any type of infection, any type of external source, your immunity, it's going to 
drastically affect that. So those receptors and those chemical messengers that are responding to stress play such a huge part on our immunity. So this results in a wide range of physiological and immune reactions that can trigger or exasperate skin conditions. Most of the time when you see acne, you're going to see a lot of white whiteheads, right? Well, I don't know if you, you guys are aware, but that is T-cells. Those are the cells that are being sent to that area of infection and inflammation to treat it, to kill it, to fight it for you. The stuff that is consumed, like the stuff that's inside of a whitehead is the same stuff that's in a blackhead. The only difference is that the blackhead is an open comodo, which means that it's being oxidized. That's why it turns black. When it's closed, the whitehead, that's, it stays white. So you have lymph, you have T cells, um, you have the immunity cells that we're talking about. We have infection, we have inflammation, we have yeast, we have bacteria, we have oil, all that kind of stuff. So whenever our psyche is stimulated in these ways, we're exasperating these conditions because of the way that the system is working. We're sending too many sometimes, too many immunity cells, too many T cells to an area that is infected or inflamed. So second, let's, let's move on to the second one. So secondary psychiatric, how our skin affects mood. So before we were talking about how mood affects skin. Well, now this is more of a one that we're kind of more familiar with, how our skin affects mood. Whew, and let me tell you, this is huge. This is everything. So skin diseases have, like we said, psychological effects, physiological effects, and these, like we were saying, include feelings of stress, anxiety, anger, depression, shame, social isolation, low self-esteem, and embarrassment. And guys, that is according to a government report. So it is a statistic that skin diseases have been linked to stress, anxiety, anger, depression, shame, you name it. Any negative feelings. Because when we look in the mirror, we're seeing ourselves, right? But when we're looking at our faces and we see this disfiguring type of potentially social stigmatizing condition, it really plays such a big role on our brains to the point where we are feeling so negative about it that it can escalate and turn into depression and stress, more stress. And anxiety and so those feelings those emotions are then tied right back to the same point the first point that we were talking about so when our skin is having a, a breakout we get stress because we're breaking out well then the stress exasperates the breakout remember I said it's a vicious cycle so conditions that are cosmetically disfiguring or potentially social stigmatizing, like uh, uh, vitiligo, psoriasis, severe acne, rosacea, those can all create feelings of humiliation and shame. Because anxiety and depression are stuff that we deal with on a daily basis anyways. So to add on 
this disfiguring, debilitating type of acne or skin condition. I mean, I'm the first one to say, like, whenever I go to the grocery store and I'm having a bad breakout, I put a hat on because I don't want to run into people in the public because I run an aesthetics business. So if people see me with a breakout, immediately in their heads, they're thinking, well, if she has a breakout, maybe she doesn't know how to treat skin. And that's not true. Everyone breaks out from time to time. Everyone. If they say that they don't, please give me their number and I would like to talk to them. But seriously, guys, every... Sorry, this is a very squeaky chair. Everyone has some type of stuff going on. They really do. And I think that was something that I I didn't allow myself to remember whenever I was going through my skin stuff. And I let it, I let my skin stuff, my conditions really take a hold of me and I let it consume me. Um, I didn't go anywhere. I was isolated. I pushed so many people away and that was wrong because I would have healed faster if I had concentrated on the fact that this was happening. These are the way that this is the way that's making me feel. And I know that the feelings are going to just put it in a vicious cycle. So one study actually found there was an increased number of hospital admissions secondary to primary mental health disorders with coexistent acne or rosacea. How fascinating. So what they're saying here is that when people are admitted to a hospital for mental health disorders, usually some sort of skin condition co- coincides or coexists. And I 110% believe it. Yeah. Wow. All right. Topic number three, and this is the last one. This is going to be primary psychiatric. This is a little bit bigger. This is a little bit more deeper, more... Um, intense. This is how our mood affects our skin. Skin disorders like chronic hair pulling, self-inflicted damage to the skin, and a belief that the body is infested with organisms, which is delusions of parasitosis, are symptoms of an underlying psychiatric disorder, and management of these conditions requires a multidisciplinary approach, including dermatological and psychiatric care. And that's why they came together and now have dermapsychology because these psychologists have patients that they're noticing have crazy skin conditions and then these patients of theirs goes to the dermatologist and they tell them hey I've been seeing a psychiatrist I've been seeing you know a psychologist And she wanted me to come here, get my skin looked at, because your skin really does play a role in your happiness, your everything. I know for me, when I am breaking out, I just, it affects my mood. It really does. So they're now coming together and treating this stuff together. And I am just like over the moon about that. I think that is incredible. And I wish that it had started a long time ago, but you know what? It started now. And I can only see success from here on out with that. And so I wanted to take all of what I researched, everything, and really 
really implement it into my skincare programs because I do know what it's like to have a mental health disorder. I, I suffer. I, I will straight up be honest with you guys. I absolutely suffer. Do I have good days? Yeah. Do I have bad days? Of course, everyone does. But it's when the chronic bad days continue and continue and seem like never ending. That's when you have to take other steps, other precautions, other treat access of treatments. And I, I have a beautiful, blessed life. And I, I love my life and I love myself. But when stuff like that happened to me with the Demodex mites and the rosacea and the acne and the folliculitis and the fungal malassezia folliculitis, I mean, guys, I was just done. I was so upset. I really was. And I then put myself through that vicious cycle. And that's why I'm here today doing these podcasts, uploading on Instagram writing articles on my blog, making a website, doing everything I can with self-love, self-care, mentoring other estheticians, mentoring you guys, coaching you guys in your skincare programs. Because like I said in the last one, it's all about homework. It's all about the stuff that you do at home that's really going to make a difference in your skincare and the results that you want to achieve. Because once you enter that vicious cycle, We're not only battling what's going on with your skin, but we're battling with what's going on inside. And I always treat from inside out. I never treat from uh, outside in because it's not worth it. We need to figure out the internal source as to why your skin is doing what it's doing. And I promise you, it's gonna somehow underlie with stress, depression, or anxiety. Our society and our culture have been so plagued with these conditions in the past 10 years, it's unreal. And now more and more, we're like dermatologists and estheticians and doctors and nurses, we're seeing how that affects skin. I mean, I flare up with my eczema whenever I eat gluten or have dairy. Now, it's the same thing. When someone is stressed out, their acne flares. It's it's the same thing. It still has the same physical response. So negative emotions are obviously going to put out a negative result on your skin. So let's start implementing positive, positive, positive feelings and have positive skin results. So that is my mental health episode. And I truly hope that you guys learned a little bit about dermapsychology and how maybe you can improve your skin. And if you would love ways to improve your mental health or even just your self-care, self-love, definitely, definitely look into getting a consultation. It's, it's the best. And I, I really do love consultations, <laughs> maybe more than the actual treatments. But that's because when I meet someone for the first time, you know, I talk with them, I go over their forms, and then what I do is I wash their face and I take pictures. I take their forehead, 
your left, your right, your chin, and a full frontal. And I'll take pictures anywhere else that you have any sort of problems with. And what, excuse me, what I do is I then upload it onto my computer and I show it to you on a huge screen TV where nothing is hidden. Your picture is up there and loud and clear for you and I to see. And looking at every single detail of your skin that close up and that large, we can figure out so many things. With the right questions, with the right answers, there is nothing that we cannot find out and fix. I am so passionate about all of this because I went through six doctors. Not one of them asked me questions, answered my questions, gave me tips, gave me advice, sat down with me, looked at my skin with me, and figured it out with me. And that's not hard to do. And I've gone to other estheticians, and I've never felt taken care of, listened to, or had my questions answered with a confidence. So when I started AV Aesthetics, I decided that all of those things I was going to do. And I am so 110% serious about it. You can ask any of my clients. We work together because there is only so much I can do by myself and there's only so much you can do by yourself. But together, it's unstoppable. So, you guys can go visit my website. It's avaesthetics.wixsite.com slash xoav. I know I still need to have the Wix site, whatever. Things are moving along, I promise. Go and look at my services. Everyone, if you have not seen me yet, you have to book a first step consultation. I don't care if you want to just come in for a quick 60-minute facial or a LED light therapy treatment or even a chakra cleansing. I do consultations no matter what because I'm serious. I'm not going to treat you. I'm not going to help you unless I know for 110% what we're dealing with and I have all of my answers that I need. Go book your consultation. Get a care plan. Meet me. Even if you cannot physically meet me, I, I offer online consultations. So, if you guys have any questions at all, email me at av.skinaesthetics at gmail.com or you can go to my Instagram at av.aesthetics and there are plenty of ways. Alright? Thank you guys so much for listening and I 110%, I know I keep saying that, but I really, I really thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for encouraging me. Thank you for supporting me. You guys rock. And you are the whole reason I keep doing these. Because I have responses from you guys asking for all sorts of topics. And that is just my, that's just so rewarding to me. Because I feel like you're learning. And that's all I want. Alright guys, you guys have a wonderful day. 
and a beautiful night. And we'll talk, we'll talk Thursday around 10 o'clock. All right. Good night, guys. Bye. No, it's gone.